0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we've got a special guest zooming in, Mr. Ernest Newhook, who has a very, very interesting background in real estate because Ernest got started with this as a home inspector. So you name it, he's seen it when it comes to the good, the bad, the ugly, especially of single family homes. And that didn't scare him off. So he's actually getting involved actively in real estate investing. He's focusing on doing the BRRRR strategy with single family homes and small multifamily homes. And he's gotten pretty good at finding really good deals. So Ernest, great to have you on the show. Good to see you again.
1: Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
0: So tell us a little bit about your, your backstory with real estate investing and what got you from the inspection side of things, to the investment side of things
1: for sure. Um, I, I was, a had a home inspection business for about 15 years. So full-time, nothing but inspecting homes.
0: What, what's your best guess on how many homes you inspected over those 15 years?
1: I'm guessing 4,000 Wow, roughly. So, uh, I'd like to say I've seen it all, but you've never seen it all. <laughs> um, during those fifteen years, I also had a uh, m- mold remediation company as well. Right. Uh, mold testing, mold remediation, and was also an energy advisor with the uh, government on uh, energy efficiency on homes.
0: Wow, you're a busy guy. So you're you're in and around a lot of homes over those fifteen years.
1: Yes, that was my uh, my life basically, yeah. and uh, uh, so. Uh, honestly, I just love properties. I just love homes. I love troubleshooting homes. And I think, um, one of my skills is, uh, has become is easily identifying issues with homes or. I
0: I would hope so. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah, Absolutely. So, uh, part of my strategy going forward is rehab, uh, just distress properties, um, you know, off market, on market, uh, that'll be my target properties because that's what I'm good at uh, and and um so yeah I spent 15 years doing that just full time and and uh, really enjoyed it so good and uh, that's during that time I also brought bought um a couple of triplexes in the Durham region here in Ontario yeah and I self managed those and you know ran into all the tenant issues and and uh, ended up selling those to buy the property that I'm in now, which is an eight and a, eight and a half acre property. It was run down. Again, just saw the opportunity and uh, we rebuilt the house and uh, kind of went down that road from there. Okay,
0: so you had the two triplexes as rental properties. They went up in value pretty good over some years. And then you saw this opportunity, eight and a half acres is, is within the around durham is are you close to town
1: uh, i'm in uh, just stovall just north stovall so, okay uh, north of markham uh kind of uh 40 minutes north of toronto
0: yeah of. well eight and a half acres anywhere within driving distance of toronto has got to be a valuable property so what yeah what are you planning to do with that besides just have lots of grass to mow
1: <laughs> i have a tractor which helps me <laughs> with that um the intent with the property, like it's increased in value. And I'd love to be able to tap into the equity that Uh I've built into the property. Right. The challenge for me is I'm Uh self-employed. So I get into the whole, uh, you know, bank and ratios, that kind of issue. So um, Mm -hmm. going forward, I'm looking at private lending as one of my key financing strategies for these properties. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, very cool. Is there the opportunity to subdivide any of the the land that your property's on and sell off pieces or you just really don't want to do that. but what what is what is the property designed for? just to be like a an acreage an out of town type?
1: yeah, it's it's um, it's a conservation it's on conservation land. Uh, so uh, severing the property is is not an option. Yeah. Okay. At the moment, uh, that could always change in the future, uh, with, you know, uh, things that's happening now in the Ontario province anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, also considered a farming, uh, category in that category. Mm-hmm. And so we become beekeepers. Uh, okay. we have a <laughs> apiary on our property and, uh, uh, we're running that as a side business, family business, um, Uh, The kids like to do farming and and that kind of thing, but it's more of just a property for the family uh, to enjoy. Nice, basically.
0: It's this is kind of interesting, Ernest, because I was just interviewing a gentleman a few weeks ago who's looking at those kind of properties. I think is around in in Alberta, though, if I'm not mistaken, and he was he's kind of doing land banking. Mm -hmm. That's the goal, but. In the meantime, before he can get the property out of the, you know, agricultural zoning or, or whatever it is, or or before it's really ready to subdivide and all that kind of stuff, he was going to create glamping on the property. Mm-hmm. So putting in yurts or something like that, temporary type structures that uh, that he could turn turn around and. and Rent out on short term rentals and and that sort of thing, and just create some cash flow around that. Have you guys considered anything kind of out of the box like that?
1: yeah we're we're actually I've started to think about it in the last couple of months uh, yeah. just to touch space with the town, see what's you know what's allowed and uh, but definitely uh you know there's a it's a trend that's happening right now,
0: yeah, I um, think especially that close to Toronto. There, there could be yeah. some great opportunities there for you. Well, that's exciting. All right. So let's Always move fun. on to what you're planning to do with the active real estate investing. What are you, what are your goals? What are you, what are you looking at doing?
1: Uh, the end goal is a return on life. You know, that's a return on time. Uh, you know, a few years from now, that'd be great. Um, I'm go I'm targeting uh, St. John's Newfoundland, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: I, I quit, I visit there quite often. And I, I believe it's a great area for opportunity down there. Mm-hmm. The prices yeah. of homes are, you know, a lot less than your major centers in Canada. Right. Uh, you don't get the uh, capital appreciation per se, but if you can find the right deals and and uh, build them up from a distressed property, that I think that's where the opportunity is there. Yeah um and also i believe uh the rent to own strategy is a good strategy for that area.
0: Hmm. Um, so a could lot do of people a lot you of could people do can't a couple afford. of different things to really depending on on the deal to yeah. maximize the opportunities. so when it comes to the so, so you're looking for some distressed type properties that you can turn around and do the burr and hold on to them long term is is that the idea or yeah, to think- sell them via rent to own
1: I, I think it'll be uh single family homes rent to own would be preferable. Uh, the, the multifamily, we would want to burr them. Uh, but if the opportunity exists for a flip, that's okay too. But the longer term strategy is burr. Absolutely yeah.
0: rent to own. Okay. So for the single family homes, are you, are you planning to buy them and then rent to own them or, or do creative type deals and get into doing sandwich leases? What, yeah,
1: what no, I, I'm, Personally, not interested in wholesaling or sandwiching at the moment. Yeah, um, I prefer to buy it and and do the renter own and help the people, uh, you know, get into a mortgage one day. And,
0: Got it. All uh, right. So you're, you're looking, but typically, what I've seen most people do in that situation is they're looking for properties that they don't need to renovate if they're going to sell yeah. it via rent own. Just yeah, their costs and their risk. Yeah. About. But,
1: Based on my my few visits there and what I'm looking at, there's I think opportunity for the distressed properties in that arena as well.
0: So, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Because you, well, you got a background with renovations and and things like that. Have you got a good team on the ground there?
1: Yeah, it's building. Uh, I yeah. have a good property management company down there. Um, uh, a lawyer, you know, starting to build the entire team met with a few realtors kind of thing you know
0: and i'm sure you still got some family connections around there too
1: i got boots on the ground there so that's <laughs> that's part of my strategy of finding the distressed properties right yeah hey drive right well, around i'll give you a referral so
0: that's smart that's smart that makes yeah. a lot of sense all right so um you're you're starting to get going with that what's what's your time frame and and what what do you see being some of the That you know, what are your goals for the next twelve to twenty-four months? Let's say, do you have anything specific in mind?
1: I think uh, for the next few months is really solidifying a a few deals, or at least two, two to four deals. Yeah, building momentum. Um, I really want to build up that private investor network, which we talked about before, and um, and uh, over the long run, I want to build a, a strong portfolio of properties in that area like i said it's it's a it's a really great area in the sense of it's becoming world class for restaurants uh, there's good industry down there there's some projects in the oil industry and it's it's kind of rebuilding from covid because it's a touristy type area right so covid had a nice impact on that area mm-hmm. so they're 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 rebuilding and it's happening again and uh, i'm excited about that area yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's exciting, and coming from there, it's not as scary of a proposition for you as it would be for somebody else that yep. has no experience with, you know, Newfoundland with the the Maritimes, all that right. kind of good stuff. So yeah, that makes a lot of yeah, sense. Absolutely. Okay, so what what do you foresee being some of the hiccups or challenges with moving ahead, Ernest?
1: Uh, the first first challenge I'm going to face and I'm facing is. When people hear you're doing it out of province, there's an automatic skepticism about that. It's like, how are you going to manage out of province properties? Um, And it's all about having, as you know, the right team Mm -hmm. in that area. Uh, And uh, it's it's similar to drive into Peterborough. You know, it's it's you hop on a plane, it's three hours away. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I have family there, so that's that's kind of one. Uh, challenge, I guess, in a sense.
0: Well, I, I uh, guess, are you able to do the first deal or two on your own? Like yeah, without, absolutely. Without partners, you can, you can, uh, yeah, finance that yourself. That's the goal. That's yeah. the
1: goal is to, uh, like I said, be able to pull out equity from our property and, right. and, you know, even in that sense, there's private lending that's available to go that route. Even on my own asset, right?
0: Um, right. Yeah, because so I, th- right. I think that I think that's really the trick there, Ernest. Is you know, you're not starting from scratch. You've already got a background. You've got experience in investing in real estate, but this is kind of a new thing for you, even though you come from there. And for your sphere, your potential investors, they're a little bit nervous. And they probably want to see some proof in the pudding first before they right. before they, they go out. So, yeah, if, if yeah. at all possible, if you can do your first deal or two under your own financial steam and then, hey, guess what? Hold that up. And, and more importantly, document and let people know about the journey as you're doing it. Yeah. I don't know how active you are on social media and stuff like that, but posting about that and the 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 wins and and the the ups and the downs and just kind of show people that you're actively doing that yeah that gives people a lot of confidence right especially if you're using your own money uh, first go around
1: I, I agree with you 100 um, yeah. percent. and uh, that was it that's in my mind yeah. uh, the other part of that is I have family there who own own houses so I'm I'm trying to get them to change their mindset a little bit about investing because most people don't have that mindset of you have an asset sitting there yeah so they got so much
0: equity so you can t- actually make sitting in their money. home that they could access
1: so so a bit of work to do there to uh, change that mindset down there right. right
0: and i again i think it's all about proof in the pudding right so they, they just want to really see that that you've done it and that that it's working and then it makes it so much easier that's Absolutely. For sure. yeah. all right so that's good so that that's that's some of the challenges at foresee, and what uh, we were talking a little bit off camera about some of the ideas you've got moving ahead for kind of getting the word out tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah so um we we spoke previously and and uh i watched some of your videos and one of your uh, your videos was talking about you know why don't you anybody create a podcast and get the word out there Share your knowledge, and uh, I always sit here and go. You know, I I have a lot of knowledge in terms of homes. I've spent 15 years troubleshooting homes, and I thought I'm going to create my own podcast called the Imperfect Property Show. Uh, I like
0: that. I like that great title because
1: there's no perfect property out there, right? Um, and and I'll I'll say this i don't care who you are and and when you're buying a house hire a professional home inspector because we've you're, been you're, in the, and
0: you're not in the business anymore so you're I, not- i'm not in
1: the business so i'm not promoting myself <laughs> here but uh i've i've seen a lot and you know we're in these frenzies of a seller's market and so on and people are buying homes with with uh no home inspections but that's fine as long as you understand the risk that you're mm-hmm. taking on when you do that that's fine but but yeah, to answer your question, I, I, I'm going to do that. I'm excited about it. So thank yeah. you for for motivating me to do that.
0: You're very welcome. So tell me a little bit about the goal of the podcast. I mean, podcasts, yeah, they're fun, and a lot of most podcasters do it as a hobby um, as a fun thing to do, but it sounds like you want more out of your podcast than that. So talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, the the goal is simply is to educate people when they're looking at properties or buying properties or managing properties. Here are the things you need to do or look at. And or I'll give an example. When you're when you're when I'm buying a property or inspecting a property, the first thing I do is ask what's the age of the property? Because I can tell a lot about the house without even going to the house and understanding the age of the property right first for example asbestos in a home mm. 1960s 1970s vermiculite in the attic stuff like that um and and secondly is how old are the systems in the in the home right how old's the furnace how old's the roof how old is your water heater, your air conditioner, all those things, because right off the bat, you, you're you going to know in a year, five years or 10 years, I'm going to need to spend capital on this property. Right. Right. So it's, it's about educating people on how to do that, things to look for um, and to really help in the buying and, and the selling and owning process of owning. a own.
0: OK, cool. Yeah. And who's your target audience for that?
1: Uh, the first podcast I'm going to do, it's more towards prior investor private invest in real estate investors Mm -hmm. buying properties, but essentially it's for anybody. It's right. But it's like, for me, if I'm going to uh, buy a property, it's taken into consideration those things that I've said and, and building it into the business case of that property, like the, like the level one due diligence you're without a home inspector, but there's a lot you can do on your level one due diligence without going deep into the property. Right. Right. So it'll probably help people avoid going down a a trap. Just look, that makes sense. And then
0: what, what is it that you're hoping to gain from doing the podcast besides the satisfaction of, of helping other real estate investors avoid Disaster. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and are they going to be all solo episodes? Or are you going to do interviews or what, what's your plan there?
1: I'm going to do interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've thought about that a little bit. Also bringing in other people in the industry, other inspectors, mm-hmm. other trades to talk about issues with homes. Um, but for me, it's it's like, I think in a sense, you're getting your name out there. It's promoting yourself also uh, perhaps potential private lenders will see me as a strong character in the industry uh, with credibility and and to to start building that because, and uh, that's why I I like the podcast format. It's, it gives you a visual, I guess, if you're doing a a video.
0: Yeah. If you do the video version as well. Yeah. Well, Hey, that's, that's (laughs) a good idea. It sounds like you've got it. You've thought it out and you've got a plan of action. So Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see that uh, that come out. What other um, what other hiccups or challenges do you foresee, kind of moving ahead with this plan, Ernest? Uh,
1: already hit a couple. Oh. I I started this process two three years ago. Uh, COVID hit uh, as it did with everybody else, mm-hmm. and then the most recently, the last year or two, bank rates. Went well, skyrocketing, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's when I I really started to change my investment strategy because I was going on market doing the traditional way, mm. and, and it wasn't working out with the numbers with the homes I was looking at. So
0: you're looking in the in the local market,
1: local markets, yeah. uh, traditional. You know, you cash flow a little bit, mm. and then the interest rates went up. So yeah,
0: the, yeah, you know, it was very I, speculative, right? It w- in, w- in really hindsight
1: crazy. i'm glad i didn't get into that world Yeah, yeah I, you know because
0: you know most people who were especially in ontario uh were investing based on appreciation they were counting on rates staying low and yeah. values continuing to go up 15 20% a year which they never do long term i mean it's very very hard to sustain something like that so yes yeah yeah it's i think it's going to create some uh interesting opportunities for folks. I think we're going to see things shake out that a lot of the speculative, uneducated real estate investors are going to have to get out of the market or, or want to get out of the market. There, there's going to be some opportunities for some creative deals there. Now, what about uh, what about Newfoundland? Have, have prices gone up there like crazy like they have in, in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick and some of the other maritime provinces?
1: Um, uh, from what I've seen over the past few years, no, it, it tends to have your typical three to 5% yeah. capital appreciation, but, but it wasn't affected like it was in the major centers.
0: Yeah. So it's more of a steady eddy kind of a market then.
1: Yeah. And you'll yeah. see a, a little bit of fluctuation, but it's not much. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the landlords selling the properties, there are basing it off the rental income and that's, you know, yeah, you kind of know what you're going to make off the.
0: Off yeah, the that's good because it's getting, even multifamilies getting a little speculative and in, in other areas and the, yeah, the sellers are definitely trying to get uh, as much as humanly possible. Correct. Uh, well, which makes <laughs> sense. Awesome. So, Ernest, this has been a lot of fun. If if yeah. people want to connect with you, uh, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Uh, I have a website that's uh work in progress. We're we'll getting there. It's uh curbsideproperty.ca. Uh, our program is called Curbside Property Investments. And uh, the podcast coming out will be the Imperfect Property Show. So uh, stay tuned for that.
0: I can't wait to hear it. All right, my friend. Well, thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. It's uh, nice to see you again and chat.
0: All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you on the next episode.